At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey guys, welcome to the Born Plant Podcast. Dave Thomas tonight, along with Casey from G5, which is going to take us through the Prime launch, which is really exciting. Of course, my co-host Tim Mazaranis here today, so we're going to have some fun. But Casey, welcome to the show. It's been a year, I think, since you've been on, which is usually you come on every year at this time to show us what we got going. So I guess yeah. take us through the launch of Prime Bows, which is extremely exciting. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a good year, and yeah, we're obviously on here, which means that... Uh... We've came out with a new bow and we've began our launch. So um, it's also our busiest time of the year. So we have questions coming in left and right. Um, but we're pretty proud of proud of our bow this year and kind of the advancements that we made. So um, really excited about it. it. Is awesome. So you guys launched. It looks like three new bows. Yep. Yep. So we on, launched three different platforms. So um, we have a 32 inch axle axle, a 34 and a 36. Um, so it's pretty much the same system just built into those different configura- configurations. Um, and they all have the same kind of technology. So it's just more personal preference. Um, you have our whitetail hunters that like a little uh, shorter axle axle, and then you have our longer axle axle guys. Um, and then you have kind of your 3D target guys. So those are more your 36 axle axle. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming those 36 axle axle are going to be better suited for those guys with those extremely long uh, lengths too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of those. Yeah, those six foot four guys that have a 32 inch draw, and yeah, those guys. So yeah, no doubt. There's always there's always a few in there. I yeah, there are. <laughs> there are, and so that was the thing. That was the thing from last year. We didn't get to the 31, which some people are upset about, of course. But this year, you guys were able to do it, which is awesome with this Revex. Revex, how you pronounce it? Revex? Revex, yep. Revex 2, 3, 2, 4, and 6. So the 6 will get you 27 to 31.5 or 27.5 to 31.5 draw length. So for those who need that longer draw, that that would be the one. Uh, The Revex 4 will do 26.5 to 30.5, and the 2 will do... 26 to 30. So it's definitely a variety of options, but the good news is for those who really wanted that last year, this year, you guys do have it, which is really exciting. Yep. So Casey, tell us about what's, what's new for some of the tech in these bows this year. What, what kind of new technology you guys launching with these bows? Um, So pretty much what we've done is our big thing this year is our cam system. Um, So we changed from a, a mod system to a draw length specific system. Um, so what that does is it's it's more it's kind of a pain for us as a as a company making all these different mods and for the for the dealer putting these mods in, but it it really maximizes efficiency throughout the draw cycle. So what we noticed last year with our with our rotating mod system is you get an inefficient draw cycle at your low and your high ends because um, it's just every every mod is made for your 29, 29 and a half inch draw, and that's what the engineers are really concentrated on. And we're trying to make our low and our high as good as we can, but you're never going to get it perfect. So to be able to make 
a mod for each draw length means that you're getting the most efficient draw cycle, the most efficient uh, speeds out of your bow, and it's going to be the same at 27 as it is at 30. Um, so that was kind of our big change for the year, and it it feels so much better. I mean, you're 29, you're you're going to notice it because we did change our draw curve this year. Um, but your 29 is going to feel just like your 27, which it very rarely happens in bows nowadays. I got to say that's one thing that I've heard year after year about prime bows is just the uh, the beauty of the draw cycle and how smooth it is. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are keeping that in the forefront of what you're talking about, because that is definitely a big draw for all the people that I talk to that shoot prime. And there's quite a few of them. So it's great. Yeah, no, it's that's one thing I, I love about our engineers and our team is there's there's definitely bow trends and there's things that like the vibration or speed or all of that kind of stuff. And we've really stuck true to what we see being a big difference. And at the end of the at the end of the day, it's the shot. It's the it's where the arrow hits and all of our technology is based around that. Um so we can we can do little things which we do every year to to help improve vibration or help improve speed, but at the at the end of the day, our our overall goal is to make sure that arrow hits where it's supposed to hit. No doubt. Um, which is kind of one of those things that we did with our cam system there, just to make it as efficient and consistent as we can. Because at the end of the day, that's gonna it might make a tiny bit of difference, but any improvement on on that is going to be huge. Yeah, it's cool. This um, so I was playing around on the website just uh, actually I did it the other day, but I'm doing it right now as well. But the cool part is you guys have this like the color patterns that you can assemble on here are pretty cool. Um, yep. I will say that I mean, there's a lot of great colors on here. You guys add. I don't know if these are add-ons or these are new or, or you've had them a year or two, but uh, I no matter what I do, if I do the white limbs, it looks absolutely phenomenal. Like it just looks so sweet. Like it's like this yeah. is one of the coolest looking bows. I know I've never done white limbs, but I've been tempted every year. And every time I watch a bow go out with white limbs, it's just, it looks so good. But oh man, it's, and people, it's funny and you say that because I was playing around limbs. before we jumped on the call and I was doing the same thing. And every time I like I'd mix and mass pa- patterns, and every time I landed back on those white limbs myself. So that's I know you guys are saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like people, we've had people with we have a prism color and it's like super metallic and then white limbs. And people use it for hunting and kill stuff with it year round. One of our biggest killers uses that. And it's just like a color you never would have thought would have worked in the woods, but it looks so good. And I mean, at the end of the day, if the deer gets within 15 yards, it's dead. So, yeah. So will this bow have the same grip that you guys had on, on the last year's models? Yep. Yep. So it's called the nano grip. Yep. So we have kind of our foam insert, our uh, aerogel, and it, it really just, you have an aluminum riser and you have your cold hand. And I mean, you grip and it feels somewhat, I mean, it feels just like carbon. So you're not getting any heat or cold transfer from that, from that riser to the grip. There's a nice insulated barrier there. So you're not going to be yeah, able to pull say. like the, the Christmas story thing and put your tongue on no. it and have your tongue stick. <laughs> no, not to the grip. I, w- I wouldn't lick the riser, but the grip, you're good. Right, right. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because that, I remember that grip from last year, and it was a phenomenal grip. That's why I brought it up, just to make sure it's going to be the same, because I, I would have assumed that, but I was just double-checking, that's all. Yep. Yeah, no, most of our technologies, I mean, we're gonna, we have them, we develop them for two, three years. So um, we like to keep them for a long time until we can find a way to improve it. So uh, that grip's going to stay in our lineup for a while until we figure out something that's a little better. 
That's awesome. As far as the target bows go are concerned, uh, it looks like the the Revix six will be used as a, for target as well as the Black Nine. Still, is that accurate? Yep. Very cool. Is that now the Black Nine? Is that the four cam system? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's your yep. That's your parallel cam system still. Um, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, there might be some Very stuff cool. later on down the road where we where we take that that our cam system now and, and bring it into a target setup very, very cool. cool now is there any um uh anything happening with quest right now as far as the quest bows go no we've we've launched a few new colors we have that morale or the ridge rock scar um the morale scar and we've added black to that series um but those were kind of we're kind of just rolling with those right now um the way they are so they've done pretty well for us Awesome. Yeah, I was able to uh, play with that um, that grip thing you guys have uh, with Brian at the Total Archie Challenge mm-hmm. in the summer, and that was so cool, man. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, sh- I put a video on it on TikTok and it went ballistic because I think people didn't realize like what that was, or like what is this? Da, da, da. You know, it was just really interesting to see, and you know, a lot of great um, comments about the easy grip. I thought that was it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's done really well for us. And it makes a huge difference, especially those total archery challenges when you have a lot of kids walking up to the booth and mm-hmm. they, it's their first time touching a bow. They don't necessarily know what they're doing. Um, what the easy grip is, for those who don't know, is it's a little training aid that sticks on the on the side of our bows, um, our youth series. And it pretty much makes your hand tilt to the sideways and there's only one way to hold the riser. So it um, it teaches you a good form right off the bat. So a kid has a good experience and you don't want them, I mean, bending their wrist the wrong way and the string whacking the side of their arm and leaving a bad taste in their mouth and them never picking up a bow again. So um, the easier we can make it off the beginning, the the better chance that they're going to be a shooter for life. I love yeah. that. I love that mentality too, because we always talk about next generation and how to get people into it and giving them the, the, the best experiences. I mean, it's like any other sport, right? The repetitiveness making sure you got good technique is all important to being successful and really what keeps hunters around. Right. I mean, hunters stick around because they end up being successful and you guys got the tools to do that and starting them off at a young age, like you said, I mean, you want them for life. So teaching them young is uh is great. And I love that mentality from you guys. So kudos. Yep. As far as the, um, so the one thing that's cool about what you guys do is you have the homeroom, which is, you know, G5 outdoors and, you know, obviously one of the most, I don't even know. I guess talked about most used broadheads ever made in history. No uh, the Montec. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you obviously aren't changing the Montec, but did anything happen at G five outdoors with twenty twenty threes or any like new ones coming or alterations or anything like that? Um, no, we've actually. I mean, we're always working on stuff, and we are working on a new head that won't be available in twenty twenty three. But we're always kind of playing around with stuff. But we've had we've had such good success. So we had our Montec, and then we released our. Montec M3, um, so a little bit stronger version, a different kind of metal, so it's a little bit sharper. Uh, we launched that last year, um, and that's been doing really well, especially out west. It's a big western, um, a western broadhead. And then we launched our Mega Meat, and that broadhead has just been crazy good for us right now. So um, that's kind of been our biggest push and and our our big, biggest success story on the G5 side. So um, so that that broadhead has just been crazy good for us. That mega meat, that's your expandable one. Yep, yep. Three blade, two inch expandable. Um, and yeah, it's especially the whitetail world, it's it's been phenomenal. And I mean, we changed up a few different things with like blade angle. 
um, and stuff like that. So still get really good penetration out of a three blade, two inch cut. Um, that's a big broadhead. So to get the penetration we're getting is, is done really well. And, um, I mean, we've owned that, that Montec side, we've owned the fixed blade side for, for quite a few years now. Um, and we're really trying to own the expandable side too. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a big crossbow guy myself and, uh, traditionally use fixed blade. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things, but, and I love Montec, use Montec, kill deer with Montec. Um, but looking at maybe doing expandable next year, are those, are those, uh, dead meats? Are those, uh, crossbow rated? Can you shoot them through crossbow? Yep. Yep. So yeah, we have a, a standard version and a crossbow version. Okay. Uh, we have our dead meats and our mega meats both come in both, uh, both sizes. So, um, it's actually just the collars. So the, the gotcha. kinetic energy it takes to open them is different on each one of them. So you're not getting, if you use a, a standard bow out of a crossbow, then you might get a blade open before just cause especially nowadays crossbows are so powerful. So yeah, some of them are ridiculous and they keep that FSP keeps going up every year. It seems no. like. I know it makes it makes it hard on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going up again this year, but we'll see. I don't know. From what, from what I've heard from the birdies in the world, it doesn't seem like it's going to go any higher this year. But who knows, right? It could happen. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy because you know there, there's got to be a max that that you can you know potentially reach. But it's uh, I mean some of these speeds. And the crazy part is is like you test them out of the box. And they're actually shooting what they're claiming. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the craziest part is like when they say 500 or they say yeah. 490, we're seeing all of that through the chrono. So that's yeah. uh, pretty cool stuff. So good to know yeah, that start- there are, there are, um, you know, uh, that you guys have a mechanical that's rated for that. So. Yep. Yeah. I'll say you're going to have to start putting on your package uh, crossbones rated to 505 FPS. Yeah, <laughs> <no doubt>. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, as far as, uh, so going back to prime a minute, but as far as, um, Let's talk about the um, the accessories, but also attachment points, like how that's going to work on the bow. Um, yep. I guess walk us through that real quick. Yeah, so I actually have a bow here um, that's Perfect. got the accessories on it, so I can kind of go through it real quick. But um, so one thing that we've done uh, with this with this Revix line is we've worked with what we consider to be the best products in the industry. So um, like Hamski and Tight Spot are the two that we worked with this year, and they're so patent protected and they do such a good job at what they do that instead of us trying to re-engineer something that's not going to be as good because we have to go around all these loopholes, we're just gonna we're just gonna work with the best period. So um, that's why we reached out to Tight Spot and created an integrated um, an integrated quiver. So what that did is we made an attachment point right here. Um, so it actually gets you out of your site housing right here. So it brings it in a little bit more. Um, and it's just your standard, your standard tight spot mount right there. So it actually just mounts it to a different part of the bow. So you can actually get that super tight. And then we also configured it so that you can move it laterally this way. Um, so you have nice. full adjustability and it's, it's the closest quiver on the market. And especially on the prime bow, you can't normally, when you put a tight spot on, you have stuff that's in the way here. So to move it to the side, you can move it as tight as you want. Um, and then what we did with the Hamski is it's actually just a side bracket right here that aligns it perfectly with our center shot. So we've had really good success with just mounting it on one shot and, and there's no tuning with the rest. Um, and it's kind of just to make these accessories just, I mean, as easy as as easy as we can get it um, and, and bring that value to the guys instead of kind of like we said, trying to reinvent the wheel. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Now that that site on there is not that's the dialed, right? I think we had them on the yeah. show, Tim, a couple. Weeks I was going to say that looks like the dialed. Yeah, it looks yeah. good too. They they, yeah. they match it for you guys to match that color because that looks phenomenal. Yeah. Together. So this is our our morale bow, and yeah, it match match that, that site. Looks really good. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, Love the big yeah, hole in there. Yeah. <laughs> You're missing the white limbs, though. You're missing the white. I, limbs. I am missing the white limbs. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, it's as tight as a quiver can get, which is which is pretty cool for us. Let's talk about last year's um, camo hot hot ones. Like, what was the hottest you would say that you, you guys sold when it comes to the camos? Was like one camo better than another? Was the solids better? I guess what did the best that you saw last year? Yeah, so our solids are always our best sellers. Um, we do a lot of camo limbs, but because our fit and finish and the way we do, um, I mean, it's it's one of our, our best things. So um, we usually do really well with our solid color. Hey, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Thank you so much for your support and watching this show here on Carbon TV or listening to it wherever you get your podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank the sponsors who help us bring this show to you guys and keep it interesting and fun. I want to thank Tinks, Cat Work Truck, Camp Chef, Cobra Archery, HHA and HHA USA, Mojack, Thorn Broadheads, Victory Archery, Burris, Reveal Trail Cams, Apex Competitions, Heat Hog, Deer Camp Coffee, and Under Armour. Make sure you check out and log on and sign up on the bowhunterplanet.com brand new website. It is simple, it is awesome, and it's a great place to chat bow hunting and archery with a whole bunch of like-minded people. So we'll see you soon, and now, back to the show. Arises, we do a really good job with the morale, um, and then actually black is always a top seller too. So those are kind of the yeah. two that stuck out. And then you always, we have a lot of camo limbs. Um, we did really well with Sitka and First Light um, that, we, that we like we normally do. So we actually offered uh, First Light Spectre this year, which is new to the line. Um, so we brought on that camo pattern as well. Yeah, it's cool. I see you guys had, um, I noticed, I didn't realize it. I don't know if it was there last year, but um, is it uh, King's Camo? Yep. Yep. So King's XK7. Camo is done. Yeah. So, yep. So the XK7, that's a, a, their Western pattern. Um, and it actually it did cool. really well out West. Yep. Yeah, it looks really good. Now, as far as like, I mean, from my perspective, from what I've seen, obviously, you know, you're from Michigan originally and not anymore, but mm-hmm. you still are. But yeah, <laughs> um, the Western Hunter, are they generally, I would assume, and that's why I'm asking the question, are they usually buying like the Rev X four and six type size with a longer axle axle. Is that what you're normally seeing or are they still buying 32 and lower? No, they're for the most part, they're buying our longer axle axles. Um, there you're taking a long, usually a longer shot. So, um, you, you really see our center grip come into effect out there. Um, when you're taking a 20 yard shot, there's, I mean, your improvement's going to be little, but when, when you're shooting 50, 60 yards, um, pretty regularly then our bows really make a big effect so having a longer axle the axle those guys those guys love it out there you, you see them also doing more uh higher draw weights as well um no i want to say our draw weights are pretty sta- it seems like 70 pounds is really the standard um bow that goes out we have quite a bit of 60s too but um yeah i haven't noticed the difference between out west and, and out east for draw weight Good deal. 
I, I would yeah, have I, thought that because they're shooting longer distance that they'd be trying pulling back. Cause that's always a little bit of a misconception is the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the higher the draw weight, the better it's going to be at longer distance, but it's not always the case depending on how accurate you are. Right. Yeah. Accuracy, you know, plays more of a role in, in shot placement than it does draw weight by any means, plus yeah. your arrow and whether you're going micro or not and overall grains mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah. And it's in there, the longer axle axles do get a little bit more speed out of them. Um, so you're getting the speed there too. You don't necessarily need to shoot a higher draw weight. Very good. Yeah, it makes sense. And now as far as the price goes with the MSRP of this bow, uh the the two is twelve ninety nine and the four is twelve ninety nine and the six is thirteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Have you guys you guys got any feedback on how that's going so far? Because I no reason I'm asking is like the price came out, uh, not just yours, other mm-hmm. brands did their prices. You guys are right in line with most of them that I've seen. Um and most people are like, oh, it went up a hundred bucks or whatever, you know. Um, I understand. Listen, I don't want you to think I don't get how this works. I get business, so I understand that everything has gone up in cost. Period. Um, yeah. But are you hearing a lot of like any flack from that or anything on your end so far, or no? I mean, yeah, there's a little bit. I mean, it's it's not just our brand. It's it's every flagship bow right now that's in. I mean, frankly, it comes down to just part. Co- I mean, our forgings went up like eighty dollars a piece. Um, so that's your hundred dollars almost right there. And it's, it's not something that we wanted to do. It's just, we already, we already offer so much like with our, with our free strings for life. Like that's a big thing for us that we don't make as much money off the top as, as a Matthews or a Hoyt, just cause we offer a lot more with our bow that we're already. So to already cut the price like that is, is really tough for us to do. And it's something that everybody else is doing. Everybody's seeing the increase in, in forging cost and in metal costs. So, um, it's just, unfortunately, it's something that we had to do. Well, yeah. Inflation is real. Let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the nature of the beast right now, no matter what industry you're in. So I can't imagine that you guys would be immune. You're, you're, I mean, at the heart of it, you're in manufacturing, right? So, yeah. I mean, you're going to get affected by everything that's going on with the, uh, broader economy for sure. Yeah. So Casey, not to, not to ask the hard questions, but I'm gonna have to ask it because no, the question ahead. is, and I apologize. I'm going to ask it. I know you're probably not going to answer it, period, but. I'm just wondering from what you're seeing in the industry with carbon, uh, with all these brands launching a carbon, is this something that Prime is thinking about or would even consider in the future as an option? I mean, we definitely consider it. Um, we've we've done stuff with carbon in the past and we've experimented with it. And we, especially with our grit that we came up, I mean, there's really no benefit to having a carbon that we've found. Um, it's, I mean, there's certain things like the weight and most carbon bows weigh just as much as our, our bow does right now. So with our center grip and our, and our nano grip, um, we really don't have a benefit to carbon right now. And we're getting so good at, I mean, we've been in the metals industry for 80 plus years. So it's, it's just something we're so good at that we just haven't seen, haven't seen a need for it yet. And it's not saying that, I mean, our engineers are always playing around with it and there's always, a chance, but we're not going to go to a, a carbon riser just to go to a carbon riser because everybody else is. Um, if we do something with carbon, it's going to be something that the other guys aren't doing because, and it's something that we see a huge benefit in. Um, but yeah, yeah we're, just, we're not going to do it just to do it. I'm only asking because um, obviously they're all doing, a lot of them are doing carbons now, not all of them, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, get, it's getting more and more now. Now we're at like, I think four out of six or seven or eight brands. I mean, it's getting, getting yep. up there, but I only bring it up because I, I see that the industry 
um, is moving a little bit towards the higher end of cost. And when I say that, like, you know, if we think about crossbow shooters, they're spending upwards of three to $4,000 for a setup. This is more than a, mm-hmm. a firearm. This is like really high end pricing, right? So people are yeah. more open to spending higher amounts of money. And we're seeing it now with these uh, carbon bows coming in between 1700 and 1900 or somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, I don't know, the cost of the bow itself could be pretty high. I don't know, you know, for the carbon, if yeah. there's an actual good markup there or not. But uh, I would just, my point being is just that I feel like money-wise, people are more open to spending it. That doesn't mean it's going to change your, you know, engineering mm-hmm. that you think it's necessary or not necessary. I'm just making the point that the price value of what people are willing to spend has gone up. Yes, there's complaints on this $12.99, of course. But when we look at that complaint, it's really baseless because realistically costs are going to go up. But on top of that, people are spending three, $4,000 on these crossbows. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, I mean, that's, it's not even just like the bow side of things. There's products. I mean, even like tree stands, if you look at tree stands, there's your cheap tree stand and then you can get up to like a lone wolf custom gear. That's, I mean, twice the price, but people are more than willing to spend it. And I mean, we see that, but like I said, we just, we don't want to bring a product out there. And that's something that I know like our company really stands for is not bringing something out there just to bring it out. And like, like there are a lot of things that we do, we can do that we know would sell well, but it's just not innovative. It's not, it's not something different than what other people have done. So we just, we don't, we try to stay away from that. If we're going to bring something to the, something to the market, it's going to be different and it's going to be there for a reason. Yeah, I, lo- I love that you say that though, because um, you guys aren't going to do something that doesn't work, right? Just just mm-hmm. to do it. And that I mean, that shows in what you guys put out. It's not like you guys are a bow company that's running, you know, 20 different models of a bow. You guys mm-hmm. are creating a bow that works and it works well and it feels great and it's a great shooting bow. And you guys have put so much time and effort in making that work that there's no need to have that huge lineup, right? So yeah. I think that, that, that that's a great point is that you, you guys come up from a standpoint of, we're going to produce the top quality bows that are out there. And, and unless we see a need to improve upon, you know, ourselves and the bow and the technology and that kind of thing, why put it out there? Because you're doing the top of the line stuff. So that's yeah. a great point, Casey. So as far as um, community goes, cause it's a, it's an important factor. Obviously the bow hunting community is pretty awesome no matter what, but I, when I talk about, I want to, you know, specifically, the G5 Prime community, um, where do people go to be a part of that? Like if someone buys the bow and they're like, man, I really want to do more or share my images or my my success shots, like where should they go to do all that? Um, I mean, it's really just tagging us and stuff. Um, so I run our social media too, and I, I see anything that people tag us in. Um, so that's kind of our, our best way to do it is, is we can see, and we it's stuff that we do track too to see how our company's doing, how our company's growing. Um, just to see that community grow, more shares, more people talking about it. Um, and I mean, that's kind of our main way of of communicating with people is through is through Facebook and, and Instagram. And um, we get quite a bit of emails, too. So um, it's a good community out there. And and we're trying to do our best that we can to, to help talk to everybody. Awesome. And then um, as far as your setup goes, like, what are you running and with your, you know, like what broadhead, what arrows, what are you using specifically? Um, so I'm running our Revix 4 right now at 70 pounds, 29 inch draw. Um, and then I'm running Mega Meat. So I've been running those for quite a few years now and, and had really good luck with those. Um, 
And then, yeah, our tight spot quiver, our Hamski rest, the dialed sight, um, and then arrows. I am using the vectors right now. Um, I think I'll be switching to something different here in the near future. Um, so that's kind of the, the setup right now. Um, as far as the accessories go, you mentioned the tight spot. Is that something like if I am, um, if I want, if I buy the prime bow at my dealer, is that something I need to buy at the dealer right there? Because, or is it like something I can get online for the prime specific one? Um, so we will have certain dealers. I mean, it's all depending on if the dealer wants to order some, we're, we're going to offer them to them for sure. Um, but very shortly we will have them on our website and, and available for it. So, um, but yeah, one question that we've actually had a lot, which I'll kind of address on here is just if those, uh, if those quivers can fit our previous series bows, um, so the actual quiver can mount to standard tight spot mount. Um, but we do have that integrated bracket that, um, is unique to the, to the Revic series. Cool. So that bracket will be on all three models. Yep. Very cool. And that, that, um, Hamsky, uh, rest that is using a bolt, right. And then it brings mm-hmm. around the side of it, a sort of Picatinny style that it attaches to correct. Um, yeah. So Hamsky's standard style. Yeah. So there's like a little Picatinny. Um, yeah, I know what the name is for it, what they call it, but yeah, comes yep. around like I think it's yeah, it. it's their core system. Core, that's it. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Very uh, cool. But yeah, usually so, with, with the Hamsky, you have on especially on our bows, just because of where our um our center shot is, usually you do have to throw the rest on there and adjust it a little bit just to get your to line it up with the burger hole and get everything set up. So this rest, I mean you just slap it on there and it's already there, which is which has been pretty good for us. Yeah, very cool. As far as the camos go real quick, I, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure. Is the Morel, is that your camo, a G5 specific? Um, yeah, so that's a solid color, the Morel. And then we have um, a Morel Scar. Scar's one I was thinking, sorry. Yeah, that's yep. what I meant. Yep, so that Scar pattern, uh, we actually released it originally on the Quest side of things. We put it on blue um, for a kid's bow. And then we actually put it on a few different of our solid colors and, and it looked really good. So we offered the Morel Scar last year um, and it did really well for us. So we were going to offer it on our Ridge Rock this year. So it's our Ridge Rock Scar. And that's actually what's in most dealers right now. That looks sweet, too. I like that a lot. I think it looks really yeah. good. Um, so as far as um, I'll just throw out the main names that people would know. So you guys have for the the. For this bow, the camos, you have Realtree, um, Edge, you got First Light Spectre, um, mm-hmm. Sika Subalpine, and King's XK7. Then you have your own internal ones with the Ridge Rock Scar, the Morel Scar, Prism, which is kind of a camo. Yeah, it is. That's cool looking. Wow, that one. What is that like? Yeah. A... It's more of a reflective. Um, it's got a shiny coat on it, so it's more of That's a target sweet. line. Um, yeah, then hammer is a Hammered Penny? Yep, That's Hammered cool. Penny and Hammered Gray. And we're great. Then the solids, you guys have a ton of solids here. Um, this is a lot of options for colors, honestly. Uh, you guys got Ridge Rock, which is like a tannish brownish, it looks to be. Yeah. Uh, Morel, which we talked about, is a darker color, more of a gray-black somewhere in there, maybe green. Yeah. A midnight yeah, blue. Right between a brown and a green. Grizzly brown, I like that name. That's cool. <laughs> and deep red, target only, it says on there. Yep. And then black, which is what, you know, obviously very popular. Yep. A lot of, a lot of um, different color choices there. But the one thing yes. every company is missing is the diamond camo. 
You know, when I'm in Call of Duty and I finish all my challenges, <laughs> I always put the diamond camo on there, man. We need that. It's actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I like not, we need to call Call of Duty camos up in here. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, is there any talk or possibilities with colored grips in the future? Um, no, I mean, we've offered it before in the past before we had this nano grip and we've just went to standard black right now, but we actually had a few companies. There are some that sell, um, colored grips online. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but, um, they look really good. So I saw somebody do a red bow. Um, a red riser with white limbs and then a white grip and Ooh. it looked so good That's so cool. i know that piqued our interest and it's it might be something we do in the future but i mean if there are companies doing it and offering it then we're not going to step on their toes and and they're doing a good job with it so yeah very cool as far as um hunting goes how'd your season go or still going i should say um didn't have much of a season this year um so i moved to iowa this year but um just had some family stuff happen so i ended up uh back in michigan for most of the hunting season this year mm. um and i've only got to hunt in like three days but um oh, but man. those three days were phenomenal <laughs> yeah. i mean the, the deer action was incredible i was a different place man it's it's it was awesome so got to see quite a big quite a bit of bucks i rattled in quite a bit of deer which doesn't happen in michigan too often so i was gonna say so iowa hunting's better than michigan who would have thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> yeah. so no it was those those three days were incredible but we're in uh we're in the middle of gun season right now so um waiting for that to pass and then we'll then we'll have some time to get out there and and chase a few more deer yeah that's awesome, awesome. all right case well thanks a lot man for joining us appreciate it and thanks for walking everybody through the prime new prime bow launch and what you guys have to offer i would suggest if you're watching this stream or um listening if you have questions or concerns or anything like that just go ahead and put them in the comments and we'll get them over to casey to answer for you guys uh, and get it over to you so appreciate your time and uh thanks for coming on man appreciate it yep thank you guys the bow hunter planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support it's because of these companies we can keep this show educating entertaining and growing the archery heritage at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.